Some people are happy making hundred grand a year. Some people are happier when they make a million three hundred thousand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sharon and the host of this podcast. I'm super excited you're here hanging out with us today because I've got a great episode lined up for you as we talk all things network. Uh, we talk about uh, what you're looking for in a good network, how to read the contracts, what are the gotchas that we have going on in there, and uh, how to identify what you need uh, for your agency and how to grow in this hard market. And it's a great conversation. And not only do I have my good friends from Smart Choice in the show and on the show, but they're also a sponsor of the show. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, guys, also my friends over at Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Check it out. Get a demo. Get your discount. They are your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. Guys, make sure you go check it out. I'm going to get out of the way as quick as possible so we can get straight into this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with my good friends over at Smart Choice. What's going on, Ashley? What's going on, Mike? How are y'all? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Doing great. Thanks for having us today. Man. First of all, Ashley, I've got to say, and I saved this for the record button because I want the whole world to know. I understand there was a promotion for you recently. Um, Executive Vice President, congratulations, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Excited about the opportunity. Yeah, Um, man. You know, that was uh, Paul Taylor was working in that role, and he has moved into more of an executive advisory role, uh, going a little less uh, each week, uh, working towards his official retirement down the road. Uh, so excited about the opportunity. Those are big shoes to fill for sure. Uh, but very, very excited about where Smart Choice is headed. Yeah, I think with you at that position. Yeah, you're right, though. Paul is the man, and uh, I love that guy to death. And so I think uh, you got big shoes to fill, but I think no better man than you in that position. So congratulations on that. It's exciting for you, man. Thank, and Thank you very much. Um, you know, and then, you know, I've got uh, Mike Miller on here also, guys, and uh, he has been uh, with Smart Choice for, I guess it's 09. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, correct. Yep. Awesome. I want you to be able to tell your story here in a minute, but He's also, uh, it looks like he's won a president's award and he's uh, an elite uh, director there at Smart Choice. And so it's pretty exciting to have him here with us, guys. Let me ask you guys, um, we're still in, in February, so I can ask this, you know, Super Bowl. Did you guys, you know, you, did you love that? Were you into that? And were you guys taking shots every time you saw Taylor on screen or what was going on there? <laughs> yeah, what a game. I mean, uh, that was uh, an elite game, two elite teams. And uh, it was awesome to see so much of the world watching that sport. You know, that's kind of America's sport, football, and uh, one that I personally played, never at the pro level, but the college level, and um, absolutely loved it. I was pulling for San Fran, I have to admit that, okay, uh, because of Christian McCaffrey being uh, an old Panther, being uh, me being here in North Carolina, we were pulling for him. Yeah, not um, phenomenal game. I mean, couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better game. Yeah, I loved it. Mike, you a football guy? I am a football guy, and uh, kind of poor judgment on my part, but I watched the Vikings, so 
Um, <laughs> but the simple fact of the way that game ended shares with you that they really did pick good talent this year. To, to turn a Super Bowl into an overtime shares with me that there was great talent on both sides of the house. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Now, before we get into insurance, I will have to say, I don't know if either one of y'all or if my audience saw this uh, Netflix special called Quarterback. Did anybody watch that? No, no I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, my gosh. They had, um, you know, obviously they had um, they had four different quarterbacks. They followed their story throughout a season. And, you know, one of those being Patrick Mahomes and the other one being oh, – uh, the Vikings quarterback and uh, really thought that was a cool way of, you know, see, you mentioned the Vikings, it was a cool story to see. And, um, and then the other two quarterbacks they followed, uh, or maybe it was one other one. Um, anyway, it was a cool story. Uh, and yeah. It was a cool side, but to see, and now they have a chance to go for a third in a row in the chiefs. And so that's pretty exciting to see. So they just happened to pick the right horse to follow. And then now he won a Super Bowl then now he won one this year. So it's pretty cool. So, Anyhow, before we get off into the uh, NFL Town podcast, let's uh, let's talk through. <laughs> I'd love to take a walk down memory lane and let the audience get to know Mike Miller a little bit. So, Mike, why don't we start with you, and then Ashley will get in. You've been on before, and so I'd love to have you refresh the audience on who you are, maybe update a little bit. But, Mike, let's get into uh, walk us back through how you got in the insurance business and where you are today. Oh boy, that goes back a few years. So, look, I got. <laughs> Back on uh, November 8th of 1980. So I've been around for, a, this is my 45th year in the business. Started out in the captive world, uh, uh, selling insurance uh, in a Sears store, actually, uh, right next to the vacuum cleaners. And the, wow. Was the other side was women's lingerie, right? So <laughs> when I didn't have to listen to the vacuum cleaners, it was, it was an okay spot to work right next to, to that. So, <laughs> Spent a couple of years as an agent with them and I uh, was very fortunate uh, in the 22 months I was there, I issued 922 property casualty policies and 74 life policies that, that put us at one of the top in the country with them. And then they moved me into management. And with there, they sent me a little bit to Jackson, Mississippi for a while, went up to Whiting's New York for a while, spent some time in Brookfield, Wisconsin at the regional office there, and then out to Overland Park, Kansas. So I kind of toured a little bit with that captive company. And then I joined another small regional company as the as the vice president of marketing, where I headed all company operations. And then, you know, quite frankly, at the end of the day, got got really worn out on the captive side of the house. And wanted, and I looked at all my friends that were kicking it on the weekends, having a good time. And and I thought I found that independent was the way to go, right? So they had the freedom to come and go as they darn well pleased. They were making big dough. And I thought, you know what, with the restrictive underwriting guides in the captive world, uh, I, I went independent. There I was fortunate enough, of course, to reach out and, and join the organization that I've been with for some time now. So, Awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing your story. What a great story. I can't wait to get into some of that. First of all, I will say, I was 10 months old when you got into the insurance business. So I was, I was alive. I was alive. So that makes me, when you said it's been a long time, it makes me feel really old, Mike. So I appreciate that. Um, and then Ashley wasn't even born that. So that's fun. Um, Ashley, let's get into, uh, remind the audience uh, how amazing you are. And uh, let's, let's get into it a little bit. Well, appreciate it. And again, thanks for having me. Uh, Ashley Wingate, I'm the executive vice president of sales and distribution for Smart Choice. I started back in 2005 at Smart Choice. I started in the field uh, working in North Carolina and then ultimately 
worked a region of North Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia. So signed up agents, worked with agents, and that was really how I uh, got to learn the independent agency side of, of the business, uh, and then ultimately came onto the uh, corporate management side. So almost 20 years at Smart Choice, and now uh, over sales and distribution for the entire country. So all of our initiatives with all of our carrier partners, working with Mike and his roughly 85 counterparts across 45 states, you know, trying to drive in gross sales and uh, grow, grow profitably, and uh, of course, uh, follow the strategic goals of our carrier partners. Yeah, I appreciate it. And the last time we had Ashley on, we we had a great conversation about hard market, and yes. you know we're as we predicted, you know, back then we're still in this hard market and we're going to be here for quite a while. But what, what I would like to ask you guys, it's been, I'm going to say, listen, it's been a year we've been in this hard market, a solid year. Have you guys seen an uptick in networks? You guys working for a network, obviously, and the fastest growing network, might I add. And I can say these things because you guys are a sponsor and I'm a huge fan. You don't have to say it. I will for you. But being the fastest growing agency network, uh, hands down, I, I would love to know, have y'all seen an uptick since we've been in the hard market? Yeah, we have. And uh, the hard market has made agents, uh, you know, access is king. You know, having access to the markets is super, super important to the agents uh, out there. And, and we have seen more coming our way looking for what additional access can you give me you know, in my shop. So we have seen that uptick. Mike, what about you? You have several states you're in. Is that, would you say the same thing? And, and are you guys seeing any certain things like any certain, whether personal lines, commercial, certain markets, things like that? Talk to me through that a little bit, Mike. Sure. So look, just to kind of upside on that. So I do represent the Midwest states uh, with the smart choice. And frankly, as I go into agencies, what I'm finding when you really dig into what's going on, the question that comes up is, are, am I, are we in the business of selling insurance? Or are we in the business of writing insurance? Because I think when you walk into agencies, I have some people ask me, Mike, I've heard it in the industry that we are in a hard market. So is it a hard market? Or I think the question is, it is a hard market is something that they need to discern with. Because some of the agents that I've spoke to, one example I have in, in Des Moines, Iowa, is a captive agent who came to me the first year and he had written, I think, $71,000 in commercial premium through our Smart Start program. At the end of the day, his second year, once he figured it out, he issued $367,000 in premium that, that second year. And so when I walked into his agency and I said, so look, I says, uh, you really performed well in this area. I said, so how about the personal lines? He says, quite frankly, Mike, I've not focused on the personal lines. Once that hard market hit, I was prepared to take that next logical step. I didn't want to step away from the industry, but I wanted to, to, I knew that the answer for me right now was not in personal lines. So he really just truly took a, if you would, a, a mind paradigm change to saying, want to be in the business, but I know commercial lines is the place to go. And he said, Mike, that's the reason I picked you because I think we had like 54 different express market carriers plus access to the smart start commercial lines that gave him access to all the big dogs in the industry and he has exploded. So when I walk into Tom's office, he says, is it a hard market? It's not, when I walk into some offices, it is a hard market and I can't be successful. He said, I just decided to change my paradigm. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, go ahead, Ashley. You're, you look like yeah. you're about to say something. Yeah, no, How could you not jump on that? I love, go ahead. I love Mike's story there because we've seen so much diversification inside of so many of our agency partners. So that maybe weren't doing commercial, maybe weren't doing coastal, especially niche markets. So when we're able to bring those to our agents and give them that access, as Mike's describing, yes, maybe personalized tightened up the most, but maybe commercial had more access or there was a specialty niche market, the agents could go and write. So we saw a lot of diversification, something we've done at Smart Choice as well many years ago before this, uh, which was awesome because we had a lot of access to provide. Yeah, and what I love about that, 20 years in, 45 years in, and I'm over 20 years in, and it's smart choice, you've probably seen this, and I know I've seen it in my career. You know, when when you guys first, when you probably first started at Ashley in this, you know, the, the name of the game there was getting access to these national carriers and some of these regional carriers and whatnot. And then over the years, you know, it's been commercial lines, and you've kind of, personal lines and commercials now 50-50 almost. And now what I'm loving to see is this like growth in ENS markets. And you guys did a big move several years back in, in getting things going with your express markets and whatnot. And to see that it's such a crazy roller coaster we've seen. And of course the national players and the regional carriers are important, but you know, seeing so many people wanting to get into ENS and they're not afraid of ENS anymore. It's got to be pretty cool for you guys to see that kind of Shift in that now you do truly have so much you can offer to agents. Yeah, we're we're excited about our express market vertical. That's led by David Wilson. I believe yeah. he's been on your podcast oh, a yeah. couple times as well. He's done a phenomenal job, him and his team, uh developing the part the right partners, you know, picking the right partners uh to offer an incredible amount of access. I believe over a hundred partners now in that vertical alone that uh, agents can have access. So we're excited about that. It's grown tremendously and we don't see that stop. Yeah, Mike, in your states you're working with, are you seeing that a lot? Are still people wanting to know, you know, where can you get me access as far as national carriers and regionals? And, or are you seeing an uptick in the express markets and people asking for that? Or is it kind of all across the board depending on the agency? Well, most of my agencies, and we visit them all each year, right? Most of my agencies, again, have changed their focus. We've worked hard. at So, so we have uh, online meetings every year, and we also have face-to-face -face state business sessions with our groups, right? So when they come in, we've started two years ago when the vid had finally entered the, the, the U.S., if you would, and we've kind of some of that personal line stuff coming to to be, right? So when we bring in speakers at each one of our state business sessions, and we have changed all from, again, changing your mind versus writing that renter's policy that's going to generate $8.06 in commissions versus writing a $20,000 commercial policy that's going to make you 2500 bucks. So we kind of shifted that paradigm to go after that commercial line side of the house, which has exploded, as you said, the express markets here. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got big players that we work with, uh, uh, and I think making that transition to stay in business and, again, to be able to move from personal lines to that commercial line side has been the salvation of a lot of our agencies that are out there uh, in the Midwest. So. so, Mike, talk to me about, okay, as we've gotten into some of this, there's so much diversification, so many offerings, so many things going on. As you're walking through and you've grown your team, as we mentioned off air, you know, from, you know, six or seven now, almost 10 on your team. Talk to me through your prospective, you know, uh, your process of how you get agents in the door and what you're doing. And, you know, you have a, a full on, from what I understand and what I've heard from 
the legend of Mike Miller, the, the, the <laughs> process you take your agents through, because as you mentioned your story earlier, you know how to pick a winner. And uh, I'd like to take you to the horse track someday. Maybe you could help me out there, but you know how to pick a good horse. So talk to me what that process looks like for you. Start from the beginning here. Let's pretend you know, that I'm an agency owner if you want to, or however you want to go through that. Let's walk through that a little bit. Sure. So look, when I first got into the business with the Smart Choice, and it's been a while back then, when I decided to leave the captive world after 29 years, I went out to discern the pro the industry to find out what was out there, right? So I, it, by the way, I think INA, uh, and you mentioned it earlier with 150 networks that are out there today. And I believe that there's like 22,000 member agencies in these networks. So when I started discerning for this, I looked at the top nine. And then when I got it down to what I thought were three of the best, and again, I look back at the where I'm currently at today, they have 10,000 agents. And I'm pretty good with my Gazinda. So if we have 10,000 agents in our network, that leaves 11,000 agents for the other 149 networks that are out there. So just quick math for me was 11,000 goes into 149, about 73.8, we'll call it sales rounding, 74 times. So the average network that's out there has 74 member agencies. And where the smart choice is at with 10, over 10,000 member agencies, for me, it was a clear choice. But when I'm working with agents that come to me from the captive world or the independent world, my approach is more of a consultative style approach to help them discern which is the best way to go. So what I did is I took the top three networks. I sent it to a friend of mine named Chad, who's my attorney. And I said, Chad, no bias input. Just want to let you know, please evaluate these three big carriers and tell me the reason why I should consider one over the other. Does his, does his uh, review, if you will. At the end, he comes back to me and said, Mike, there's four clear reasons why. Of these three that you sent me, which seem to be the top three in the industry, why you should choose one of those over the other. And the number one reason that he shared with me, Heath, was policy, ownership of the policies in force, right? So God forbid, I think when you're out there working in the industry, both as an independent and then also as a, a member of a network, what you need to look at, God forbid, is you ever lose a carrier, if you lose a carrier, they can be replaced. There's lots of carriers out there, right? I believe there's like 224 of them across the country. Mm -hmm. But if you are involved in a network that controls your policies in force, that's your income stream. So if you lose a carrier, gosh forbid, you can go out and find another carrier and replace them. But if you go to a network and they actually own access to your policies in force, gosh forbid, again, you decide to, to, to evacuate, and they keep your policies in force, they now own your income stream. So I guess as I talk with agencies that are coming in, I said, the first thing you need to evaluate is who owns your money. If it's your policies in force and that's your money and you can rewrite them with, say, traveler's insurance, the Liberty or from, from, from another network, whatever it happens to be. At the end of the day, if you have the freedom to take them from one carrier to the next at will, then, of course, you can be successful with or without a network. The other thing that he helped me evaluate was the commission splits, right? So what's fair and what's burdensome is kind of the deal. And uh, when he talked about what's fair, and I think it's fair that every network will earn some split of the commissions because they're going to give you access to carriers. They're going to give you access to systems. They're going to give you access to, in some cases, all 50 states. 
they're going to give you also training for your CSRs, training for yourself, formal marketing programs. They're going to include that, that include stuff like uh, lead sources, scripts, letters, fact finders. Thank you cards right to the end. But is it fair for them to tax you on every dollar that they make? The other thing is fees. When they look at fees, and I guess the first question I act, ask, and I know some carriers that are networks that are out there, uh, is they, they have an entrance fee, right? Some of them are 12500 bucks to enter the program. You've got to ask yourself as a business owner what that fee is for. I think so many people get into this thing and just say, okay, well, I guess there's an entrance fee. It's twelve grand. I got to pay it to get in. But then they also tax you with a maintenance fee. And on the maintenance fees, they can charge you up to, I believe, the up to 550 bucks a month. And that stuff goes for access to management systems, access to raters, access to accord forms, and what they call their training program. But again, on top of that, they also have a monthly participation fee as well, too, of, say, 300 bucks a month. So you're going to pay them 12 grand to get in. You're going to pay them up to up to. $550 a month for a maintenance fee, and you're going to pay them $300 a month for simply a participation fee. If you do the quick math on that thing, uh, what's again, 100, 300 bucks times 180 months or a 15 year agreement? That's 54,000 bucks plus the 12 grand to get in. You have agreed to give $67,000 to another network before you've ever sold a policy. And then they tap you for 10% on top of that of every new business dollar that you make and every renewal dollar that you generate. And then at the end of an illustrious career, after 15 years into this thing, if you bust in your chops and making this thing work, then they come out and say, oh, by the way, oh, so you want to now leave and give that business to your family members or you want to sell that thing on the street? Then they tap you for an exit fee of up to 30% on the way out. So when you look at this thing, just an example, you're making 100 large a year, you're paying 30% to tap out, you've got now $96,000 in fees and you've never sold a policy yet. So in our philosophy at the Smart Choices, if we didn't get you the carrier, we have not earned you the right to tax you for that carrier. And again, when you talk about the, the hidden agenda of some of the networks, they will share with you what's out there and say, hey, well, absolutely, you have total control. They ask you for a copy every year of your 1099 tax statement. And the reason for that is not your benefit. <laughs> they look at it and say, okay, I see that you made $38,000 in commissions with carriers outside of their network, and they promptly tax you for that uh, split on the way out. So again, if they didn't get you the carrier, have they really earned the right to collect a commission? Yeah, and... That's one of the things each week as I read through the ads, and I've done this now, I guess we've been partners now nearly three years. One of the favorite things I love, and the thing I get the most phone calls on, and people ask me things, and I try to make sure I send them to the right state director, but I, I can answer some of these questions. But they'll come to me and say, well, I've already got like seven or eight markets that I need. I just need one more horse. I just right. need two more horses or... I just need access to this ENS market or this program, or I heard this show on whatever. I, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then they'll, the next question they always ask me is, but do I have to share on those seven markets I already have? Do I have to share commissions? I'm like, no, they don't yeah. want that commission. 
you know, they just want to, you know, share commissions on what they bring to the table. So if you go to them and you say, hey, there's this brand new market that's out. I can't get access, but they have it. They'll bring it to you and they don't even ask for half. You know, they just ask for a small percentage of that just because, I mean, it's only fair. You brought the market to the table. I love the way you said that. You earned the right. Go ahead, Ashley. Yeah, I think that sets us apart is our non-exclusive contract. So we don't come in and take something that we didn't bring to the table. Mike made some awesome points. I think the reason you're seeing the industry more and more independent agents choose smart choice each and every year is because we're not charging a joining fee. We're not charging a monthly fee. We cap off where an agent can make 100% over our our split. You know, once you get to 67,000 in commission and rolling 12 commission, we cap you off every dollar over that is 100% to you. And we share contingencies and bonuses and it's a non-exclusive agreement. So we don't take over what you already have. So we're we're excited about, we believe our contract is the most agent friendly in the business. And again, signing up over a thousand agents a year for over eight years in a row, I think it continues to show that over and over. Another big thing we pride ourselves on, you know, as your listeners are thinking is, will the network show me my, the contract? up front to let me review it as Mike was just talking about how he had someone review him. Will they do that? Are they transparent with accounting? That's something smart choice truly uh, provides uh, exceptionally. Our accounting team is awesome. We pride ourselves in transparent accounting where our agents can go in their business center and see the statements from the actual carrier. So they know why they got paid and how they got paid. Uh, so I think it, there, there's just some of those little things that, you know, agents need to really explore before they make their choice. Yeah. And one of the things like you, you've said it, and I want the audience to hear it from you or Mike, either one, when they come on, you know, whether they're coming from a captive or they're coming from an independent, they used to add some markets. Do they in fact own that contract? Is that contract in their name? Yes. Well, so you got it, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. After that's fine. Yeah. So when we when we sign up an, an agent and they and they join Smart Choice and we provide them a, a carrier market and they get what's called a subcode, uh, you know, their names on the deck page, we're completely in the background. Exactly. So they got a quote issue and bind just like they have that direct. That is their contract, their clients. It, there's nowhere okay. in the contract that states those contract those clients are smart choice contract or clients. They are Correct. Their clients. So if I'm Heath Sheeran Insurance, yep. okay, I want people to hear that loud and clear. Mike, you're dying to jump in. I, can't, I, I don't want to hold you back anymore. I'm going to let you loose. <laughs> Look, I just wanted to share with you one recent that I went through. I was out in a small town, Minnesota, and one of my agents wanted a cap wanted an appointment with one of the big carriers. He was a captive agency. We opened it up and gave him access to all the carriers that are out there. But then he came back to me recently after and was talking about some other agents that are out there and saying, look, Mike, as I understand the contract, because he wanted to attract one of the bigger carriers outside of the smart choice. But they came to him and said, look, in order to get this rolled over, you're going to need to produce 100000 in premium and roll it over to us. But again, as a new captive agent, he didn't have 100000 in premium to roll it over. So he catches up with us. In the brokerage, he writes a hundred and some thousand dollars in insurance with travelers. Now he can take that opportunity over to the competition and say, hey, I can roll you a hundred thousand dollars worth of premium because he owns it at the smart choice. 
So he rolls it over, gets the appointment. Now the rates start going up a little bit. So the beautiful thing is he can start trickling it back underneath the smart choice carrier that he got as well. So to have that total freedom, if you would, to own those policies in force where you do not have to pay or give up your contract to get access is huge to the people that are truly trying to live the dream of owning their own agency, which is the reason they left captive in the first place, right? They left it because they controlled underwriting. They controlled your commissions. They controlled where you marketed. They controlled where your office was put. And if you had a blue wall on the, on the entry door or not, right? So at the end of the day, to have that freedom to say, I can pick from these 80 markets. I can grow my business. And if I need to make a business decision to move that premium to attract somebody outside that you've been wanting for that's very competitive in that area, you have the freedom to do so. And then, of course, move it back. And you can do it without penalty where we're at today. So, okay, I would love to, okay, so we've talked about the contract a little bit. We've talked about the fee structure and whatnot, and we've walked through some of this as part of your process. Now, as you come at this and you're talking to agents and you're, and you're consulting with them on should I join a network, should I not, what are some of the other things that you might ask them and what are some of the things that you hear back from them, you know, taking away the contract, if you've gone through all of that, what are some other things that you talk to them about in helping them make a decision one way or the other? Well, some of the questions that I ask them is that when you join the network, uh, do you own every policy in force? To me, that's the most important part because there's some other uh, networks that are out there that literally take ownership of 50-50 in your agency. The other thing is joining a network that that gives you the opportunity to sell in all 50 states that it doesn't shackle you to your own yeah. small right? Because in today's environment, so with social media and with the industry changes, truly agents can go, I don't know if they can go global, but they can <laughs> most certainly cover the 50 states that we're in, right? So your ability to put producers, for example, I've got a $20 million plus carrier player who has eight producers. No, 12 producers in eight states. So his ability to go out and attract that market, to hire producers, to, to buy out agencies in other states and allow you that freedom to expand is huge. So the other piece is, is again, just having access to all 50 uh, and then putting CSRs in them as well. So I look at that as one of the benefits that you have. And if you're with a, one of those small town networks that have those 75 agents that we're talking about, Another example in a recent interview I did is that the network general person said, look, you can't go here because I already have an agent here, right? Or you can't go within 10 miles of this town because I already have an agent here. Where with us, we have agents in the same office building three doors down at the, at the end of the building because they both have the ability to sell travelers. They both have the ability to sell Safeco. They both have the ability to sell Nationwide and, and Liberty Mutual. It's their marketing that sets them apart. So for a network to tap in and say, oh, no, no, no. We're going to tell you where you're going to open your office. We're going to tell you what you're going to sell. And we're going to tell you where you can sell. Again, those are all just signs of saying, hey, look, you've taken my freedom, which was the reason I left, left that captive world in the first place. You want the freedom. Yeah, I love that. And so one of the things I want to pivot on this, because I think you've nailed a lot of great things here. But if I'm brand new green agency owner and I'm starting from scratch, you know, one of the first things I'm going to think about, obviously, is market access. And I'm going to think about all the things you've brought up. 
But then there's a lot of things that go into being a business owner, not just an agency owner. There's technology I need. There's, you know, certain things that I need. Ashley, I'll start with you on this. You know, where do you guys come in and help an agency owner greens from scratch? How can you help them to feel comfortable? Like we got you, we can help you. Yeah, it's a great question. And we help people make this transition all the time. And we partnered with what we call our business builders. That can be companies like EasyLinks and Vertifor and, and how, where do you get your ENO and what management system do you need? And, and all of those different things that we have that are outside of just market access to help an agent either from a captive environment come over to the independent side, or like you mentioned, maybe a newer agent to the industry that is building their business essentially from scratch. We can help them make that transition and do it successfully. Mike, anything you want to add to that that you've seen in your state? Well, you know, the technology is there, right? To, to have that access to those 50 states, to have access to the underwriters, <clears throat> it's all very important to have access to if you want to finance your agency by hiring CSRs or buying a building or buying another agency, uh, the, the the support to have that finance in front of you where you can get pre-qualified is a, is a huge deal. So, uh, But, you know, the other piece that I'd add to not only in the technology side, it's also on the the management or consultant side of the house as well, too. Right. You know, agency managers. Uh, the important piece that I think we bring to our point is to our agencies is that you have the ability to harness a formal marketing system through us. We call it AMP. But what again, what that does is it brings you formal marketing. We also have a formal sales process as well, too, that will go through to help you ask the questions of a client that eliminates that price objection so that you can sell it based on the quality of service and the quality that comes from your carrier. So I think that part of it is an also very important part of the technology piece is to have that support to say, okay, Mike, look, I'm here. I want to get in. And quite frankly, you know, some of the independent agencies that are out there that made the transition struggle with the fact that they admit that they don't have all the answers, especially in this hard market of finding the prospects that they do. And then once they find somebody that is crazy enough to say yes, is to ask the proper qualifying questions to, to again, get them to look at you, not just because you're the cheapest price that's out there, but because you provide the best quality of service. So, Yeah. And one other thing, Heath, we're always in process of growing and continuing to look for new partners, new vendors, new business builders, new technology, you know, thinking about quotes, you know, driving in uh, prospects in the agency's offices. And and so we're always looking and testing and piloting new vendors uh, in states before we take it national. And so that's what's really excited about being a part of, of Smart Choices. We're always continuing to evolve and bring more and more to the table for the agent. Again, because it's non-exclusive and they have the freedom, they can decide does it work for their agency or not. We're just trying to bring it to them and they can have access. Yeah. And one of the things I think, as you bring that up, first of all, I'd love to point out the fact that, uh, and I say this every week, but I wanted to hear it, you know, for a full 45 minutes to an hour on this is it's not just about market access. It's not just about those things. I had um, OT, you know, on to talk about some of the things that they bring to the table on the commercial side and on the express market side. And we've had several conversations, you know, you were on your last time about hard market, but one of the things I think is undersold here a lot, Mike, um, and and I know we've talked about this before, every episode, so I would do it again, 
I'll give a shout out to my friend here in Arkansas, but you're underselling the value that Mike, you bring to the table and that mama Kim in Arkansas brings the table and Olga, you know, in Colorado. And I could go down those. I will leave him by out, but you know, those are, you know, just a few names to bring to the table that I've talked to on the podcast or on different webinars and whatnot. And shout out to Kim Carney out there that does a great job in my state. And everyone knows her, whether you're a part of Smart Choice or not, they know who she is because she brings her own flair to the table. And I'm sure, Mike, if I were to walk into any of the states you represent, and I mentioned your name, they would probably say wonderful things about you and your team and what you bring to the table from a consultative standpoint, from experience, from just being involved in your state. So I'm going to go ahead and just call you Uncle Mike for a minute, but I would imagine you probably bring that same flair. Am I right? Well, so some some of the things that we do when we go into agency is we have built this system. You know, there's an old saying out there, if you take something from somebody, it's called stealing. But if you take it from several, it's called research. (laughs) What we do every year is we reach out to the top five commercial producers, the top five auto producers, the top five light producers, and the top five property producers. And we have a detailed question form that we ask them. So what it is that you did to get so successful? So they'd share, we ask them about lead sources. We ask them about to actually listen to the script that they use on the phone. We ask them for a copy of the fact finder that they ask ask these prospective uh, clients and how they do their follow-up. So when we're visiting with other agencies, we can share with them and and counsel them on. So if you want to expand, for example, one of the agents I work with writes boat insurance. There's 603,000 licensed boat owners in the state of Minnesota, as you could imagine. So we say, okay, if you want that list, here's the script. They order a bunch of brochures from one of the companies that specialize in writing boats. They have the letter that they send out with a copy of the business card in the letter, and then they wait four days. And after four days, they follow up with the phone call saying, hey, ho, appreciate it. Did you get the mail we sent out? And then there's a few questions we'd love to ask to give you a price comparison. And then, of course, we help them take that to that cross-line sell opportunity. But again, every one of our agents, we try and bring a formal marketing system. And again, for an example, if we had people that want to write multi-unit housing, we can go and get an audit of people that are making between 29 and 54 grand a year that are between the ages of 40 and 54 that live in a multi-unit home. And then we can prepare that information by sending it out. And we do that for pretty much every line of insurance that we have. So when an agent comes to me and says, hey, Mike, look, I'd like this. I want to write Harley Davidson's, right? We can go and get them the list. We got the letter. We got the script. We got the fact finder. And we can help them get successful from the get-go. And that's the piece, if you would, that's that consultant-style selling approach that I use to support my agency in getting getting financially sound. Guys, hearing that, if you're not excited, you don't (laughs) stop this podcast, go to the website, look up smartchoiceagents.com right now. I don't know what's wrong with you. That that got me fired. If I was an agency owner, I'd want to know, especially in this hard market, some of those things you just talked about, that's huge. And, you know, Ashley, from a different perspective on that, if you want to add to that too, but I've seen you for 20 years plus involved in at the state level, the local level, involved in the national level. You guys are at events. You guys are out and about. You guys are involved in podcasts. You write articles for magazines. You, you're just everywhere. I just, I love that you're not just counting your money in the ivory towers. You guys are on the ground wanting to be involved. Talk to me a little bit about that. And if you want to add anything to what Mike said as well. Yeah. I mean, I love what Mike said. And and you mentioned Kim and Olga. And we, we have wonderful state directors and managers across our 45 state footprint 
that are there to come alongside our agency partners and help them grow and succeed. So it, it is a key part of our strategy that we continue to do every day. So we're excited and, and proud of that. It's it's a big piece of it is how do we continue to work to help all of our agency partners continue to succeed every day. So that's why we are at those events and we are learning. And that's why we continue to test new vendors and see what else is out there that we can be looking at to bring to our agency partners over 10,000 across 45 states. I love that. Um, and I would love to take a few minutes here and go a different level. Um, I know we've, we've covered a lot of the topics we were wanting to talk about on here, but I would love to hear about if there's an agency owner out there that is thinking about a little, not necessarily a side hustle, but if you want to call it that we're in the age of the side hustle in the, in this day and age. And you see a lot of that on, you know, the social medias and, and TikTok and whatnot. But if someone wanted to have a side hustle and get involved in smart choice and maybe at a state you know level or even a territory manager level, things like that, Tell me a little bit about the opportunity there, whether it's Mike, as you're building your team, you can talk about from your level or Ashley, you know, if someone wanted to do that, you know, is there opportunity there and what, and what does that look like for somebody if they wanted to do that and help recruit agents and get stuff going and build a team like Mike did? Yeah, I'll answer first and then turn it over to Mike. It can, it can vary by state, of course, because uh, Mike may have a little bit of a different opportunity than what we have maybe in North Carolina. Um, we do have a referral program as well. So lots yeah. of our agents are referring other agents in to the network um, and there's some compensation. So it just depends on the opportunity, but absolutely. We're always willing to discuss the opportunity of a partnership to continue to grow in all of our states. Yeah, I would add to that Minnesota Heath that uh, the opportunity I started with was just the state of Minnesota and then expanded into Wisconsin and then expanded into Iowa and, and now uh, adding North Dakota as well, too. So working in those states, I have found the opportunity to be able to go out and attract people to support me. First of all, it's important to have the best system. And I think this is it that's out there as far as helping networks, helping carriers, helping agents all get successful in our industry. So as I expand those states and we moved from, I think we started with 37 agents and, and moved it to what 500 and some change that we have, is I brought on more recruiters. I've had agencies that come to me and say, hey, Mike, look, making a pretty good buck in agency, but like what I do, would you mind if I give it a shot at recruiting agencies like you are? So we put them on an opportunity to say, yep, keep the keep the income you've got coming in today. And if you want to formally take on that task of talking to the people within, you know, the interesting thing within 50 mile radius, right? What I have found out is most of my agents that are out there that help me by recruiting and referring agents want to get outside their local marketing zone, right? So they're saying, hey, look, they will go a hundred mile radius and call every agency licensed person in that area saying, why don't you meet Mike Miller online and find out what this opportunity is about? But none of them want to be a prophet in their own town, right? So they say, as long as you get outside my agency, I'm cool, Mike, with you expanding <laughs> carriers, right? So we have now expanded that opportunity to have a what we call agency consultant in three states in Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, where those consultants can reach out to the current smart choice agents that are there. We assign them a number of agencies, say 50, 
So they get to visit them once a year. And in that 50, they get to talk about the benefits of being with the smart choice and ask for a referral. And that's how they're making money is off the referral side of that house. So we pay them to do the visits and they, we pay them a little bit more when they, when they send us a, a prospective agency. Love it. Yeah. I, I do. Go ahead, Ashley. Yeah, love it, Mike. And, and, and just like he was talking there are numerous state directors having those conversations all yep. across the country. So to your point, Heath, absolutely. We're always in the yeah. business of having those opportunity conversations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got a listener to this show and I won't say a name that had this conversation with me. And now he's on the team at smart choice over in the West coast and he's building his brand, building his team, you know, building what he's doing. And he started off just, you know, as a referral guy and then built up into things. And so, you know, listeners to this show, you know, have done this and have grown a business out of it. And even you start off with a referral basis, I think that's huge. And um, I think you've got, as you mentioned, a great program here to be able to say, hey, even if you want one horse for your stable, you know, we can go that route. Or if you want to just overhaul and get them all going or, if you're a producer and you want to start your own agency, whatever it might be, there's so many different avenues here. And I think it's phenomenal. And you guys have been around for a long time and I don't think you're going anywhere anytime soon. And I wanted to to wrap up a little bit as people are listening and they're, you know, maybe they're in a situation and I found, you know, whether it's hard market or it's soft market, whatever the market conditions are, there's always a need for a network and there's always a good conversation about a network. And so I'd love to wrap up with whoever wants to start uh, first of, you know, maybe give some advice, whether it's from Uncle Ashley or Uncle Mike first of why they would look this direction beyond what we've already said. If there's anything we left out or if there's just some last minute advice you would love to share, you know, let's give some advice on, you know, why you'd want to do this, uh, why you would think about a network. Yeah, I, I'll start and turn it over to Mike. I think the big thing I always tell people when I talk to them is due diligence is good. Do your research and learn what's out there. Do your due diligence, you know, do your research, learn what the contract for this network is versus that network. Like Mike talked about the pros and the cons, you know, from a smart choice perspective, we continue to talk about our agent friendly contract and all those things. So, so taking a deep dive in the due diligence of what is the opportunity and what do I get for that opportunity? is extremely important. I think the biggest question is, is what do you want, right? But at the end of the day, what do they want to accomplish? Can you make a living in the captive world? Answer, absolutely yes. Can you make a better living in the independent world? Absolutely. So if you want flexibility and freedom and the security to really grow your world, I think that that very talented people come into this business and look for that independent opportunity. Again, to take the shackles off right? And grow the way you want to grow. Some people are happy making 100 grand a year. Some people are happier when they make a million three hundred thousand <laughs> at the end of the day, right? So it's what are your aspirations? Um, I think those are all just questions that people that are looking at our industry, number one, should you go independent? And number two, if you are going to go independent, who should be your, 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 your network of choice? Yeah, Man. great points, Mike. And I think that's God. what separates us from yeah. the competition. Heath, and, and as Mike said, the freedom, the choice. And, and one other last thing that I'll, I'll say is, you know, if I'm in the agent's shoes, am I, am I getting a team to come alongside me like Mike and his team and like our home office that is going to come alongside me 
to help me grow my agency and be successful. Yeah, man. And Ashley, I think uh, Mike, we, we might see Mike on stages doing TED Talk soon. That, I'm fired up, man. He's so good. I could see yeah. why he's an elite territory or state director for you. I mean, I, that's huge. I mean, you better watch it. He may come for your job. I mean, this guy's on fire, man. I, uh, I love it, Mike. I love seeing, you know, that fire in your belly, even 45 years later, is super cool that you're not just feet kicked up playing golf every day. You still got a strong game going here. I appreciate uh, the fire you brought here. I'm ready to run through this wall over here. Uh, thank you so much for, for bringing that, for clearing up some things, some giving some great advice. And uh, guys, if if you need to, just rewind this. You got a blueprint right here that Mike gave you. And uh, again, uh, I say this, you know, go smartchoiceagents.com. And uh, you can go, I think it's called Find a Market. And you click there, there's a map. You click on your state. Uh, all the states are there. Uh, not global yet, but uh, click on your state. You can find your director, find your team. You know, uh, you can find everything you need right there. And uh, I would definitely say at least check it out. Again, do your due diligence, as Ashley said. And, guys, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you guys coming to hang out with me. And uh, I'm about to end this thing. We wouldn't go for another two hours. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Steve. Uh, awesome time, as always. We appreciate you. Yeah, brother. Thanks for the partnership. Mike, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you.